Hello, my friends. It's Heather. This week's celebrity chat, you're going to love this one. This is with Dan Rogers from RX Recourse. And we are talking fitness and wellness, but we even start talking about our favorite music to work out with. So check it out. Leave me a comment. And hey, why not pass it on to a friend? Take care. I'll see you soon. Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because when you are taking care of yourself, Back to Me, then you can take better care of others, and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way, and I am super happy that you're here. There we go. So that's us live and welcome my friends. This is Heather again. This is the Back to Me podcast. And today, today is another celebrity coach chat, which you know is my favorite day because I get to talk to cool people and it's the super amazing Dan Rogers RX. I love the name of your company, RX Recourse. Um, so instead of me introducing people, I always think like, you know, you'll do you'll tell us so much about you but first i want to ask you where did you come up with the name rx recourse so the name thank you for having me first of all um really love to uh be able to get on these shows and talk about uh a variety of different topics so really looking forward to chatting with you and our name came from uh prescribed help for people who are stressed out oh yes (laughs) right because we're talking like everybody pretty much right yeah so you're stressed out we got you we got you Um, so we were talking a little bit before we went on and i was like oh my god we better press record so you told me you had a background in hockey first is that where you started into fitness so yeah so i'll I'll give my a little uh background story so yes hockey played ohl played cis hockey i was very fortunate to have a, a life that you know afforded me to play these levels and things like that but my um requirement for hockey was to be in good shape and i took pride in that and so along the journey with staying in shape for hockey i i uh found crossfit that's my like traditional background i've been doing that for over 12 years i don't do that with my clients but that's how i kind of fell into coaching and so that was a long time ago in 2008 or so i took that with me to university stayed in really good shape i still would say i'm in really good shape and have been able to um uh, find opportunities over the years to be able to coach others in their own uh, version of fitness uh at their own uh in their own journey and um so yeah we started that i had my own gym for over seven years um while we came into our first lockdown we saw a lot of our members hurting emotionally lack of access to resources for workouts, our corporate friends really struggling with work from home. We started RX Recourse and we've been trying to help people in the corporate setting since. But um, my team environment, my my successful team strategies for winning championships and being a good teammate and and, and all those types of things, uh, we've parlayed that into uh, hopefully some successful corporate strategies to help with cultures and um, workplaces in the corporate setting. So did you go mostly... Like you had a gym. So is, did you, clo- I think you closed your gym, right? Or is it still? Yeah, we did. So we were open 2014 and we right. were in the Mississauga area. 
And we had that operating up until May 2021, and we decided to close to for me to work on RX Recourse full time. It was a tough, probably the hardest decision of my life. And um, you know, still there's you know other gyms opening and things like that operating, and still challenging for sure. But it was the decision we decided to make that was best for our household. And um, but it was it was definitely tough. So that was. made with the fact that we had our recourse operating as well so they were layered to each other so we didn't have nothing to fall i didn't have any like nothing to fall back yeah. on I had recourse but yeah we had our own gym it was a beautiful thing i could talk for, <laughs> for a lot of time a lot of days we had a really good thing going we did we had a lot of success there the members in the community was great we had a competitive market doing very well and um, we'll always be very proud of our accomplishments with that it is hard. I mean, running a bricks and mortar has lots of challenges. Um, and when you when it does go, I mean, I had my own yoga studio for 10 years and I didn't get to make the choice myself of it closing. And I was like, no, nah. I was like so upset for a little while. But then I was like, OK, you do that. which We were talking mindset before we started. You do that little shift okay, well, I can't control that. Or this is the right decision for right now. So how do I change over to the next thing? But before I forget, who did you play for, for the OHL? So I was drafted by the Owen Sound Platers, who are now the Owen Sound Attack. And I played a year and a half there. And then I played a year and a half with the Belleville Bulls, who no longer have an OHL team. They moved to Hamilton, I believe. Oh, did they? Uh, But then an AHL team. Uh, came into Belleville and now is the Ottawa Senators farm team. Um, So we played, yeah, I played three years there and then some years in Georgetown and junior A hockey in front and behind that. And then four years at uh, Lakehead University up in Thunder Bay. ah. (laughs) I I try to explain to people that, you know, us, us Southern Ontarians, (laughs) think of North Bay, Thunder Bay is like way, way up there, even though it's not really that far away, but it just feels far away. (laughs) I used to go watch OHL when I lived in Ottawa. That's why I was asking. I probably saw you at some point, right? We would, so we would go play Ottawa after playing um, Belleville, then Kingston, then Ottawa, and then come home. So we were extremely tired <laughs> playing no three games in three nights. And that Sunday game would be live on national television. Of course. So we would get completely bulldozed in that game. And um, multiple times, that was how the schedule just worked out. And they were and they were also, they had the highest scoring players on the team as they're a good team themselves. But good memories from the OHL. If anything, it taught you how to be able to, you know, manage your time with school and being on the road and, um, you know, a lot of really good memories, a lot of really good uh, people. And um, I'm very grateful for that, the opportunities that came from the OHL. Yeah, totally. And um, be like performing at a higher level of fitness, like you have access to more. I mean, if you weren't if not to not to, um, you know, not say OHL isn't, you know, important, but it's not it's not like NHL level, but still you have access to like training and information and education and figuring out what works. Interesting that you do CrossFit for yourself, but not your clients, but being, I've been a personal trainer for about 15 years. So I, I understand why, but what kind of 
stuff do you so you're online now mm -hmm. do you so you're used you're doing corporate do you still see regular people as well right regular yeah. people and quotation marks yeah i mean and and i i owned a crossfit gym right. so i owned a crossfit gym for seven years called crossfit streets and i coached hundreds of people over the years to do crossfit um it's so, hard to do virtually though. It's hard to do virtually and it's not the right thing for everybody, no. but uh, not everybody from a virtual setting has access to A, B, and C for equipment. I'm not a CrossFit affiliate. Therefore, I'm not able to use that form of training. Right. My philosophies now have, have shifted to the fact that we do a consult to see kind of where we're at with why they're coming to me. If it's an injury, if it's um, performance, if it's general uh, fitness, if it's weight loss, if it's building muscle, et cetera, we take that information. I assess if I can help. And then we would carry out our online uh, training just to touch on that based on what they have access to. So if they have access to a gym or a home gym or not a whole lot, we would then be able to provide some sort of um, programming for them on a monthly basis where it's two, three, five days a week, um, depending on the person. And so that's the gist of kind of that online virtual custom coaching uh, situation. And it's not always fitness related, to be honest, Heather. There's a lot of times where my coaching is I'm, I'm accountability for them for a walk, people to uh, get off of, um, you know, their vices, so to speak, like a lot of things that, you know. <laughs> Like, like, these, like these, these phones that we There is a vice too. Like it is like, a vice and a device. Is, yeah. <laughs> so that type of thing, right? And to uh, provide support, we're just kind of guides. You know, as you know, as you get, as you coach for a long period of time, you figure out at some point that you're a guide and you're not going to be able to tell people to do stuff, but you're going to be able to ask questions that prompt them to figure out the answers by themselves and you kind of guide them that way. So that's where that goes. In person, I definitely coach in person. I've got a a really great opportunity at a local gym here where I am at Onyx and I'm super grateful there personal training team training and um, a couple classes that are um, themed uh, around things that I'm, I like and I, and I like teaching others and um, so I do that and those are and my it's nice uh, that things are starting to open again like yeah right now as as we're recording this I think we've been the mask mandates have come off Mm -hmm. I guess uh, we're coming up to about a week. And um, interestingly, I was I was at the gym this morning and because I did I tell you that I'm training for a 110 kilometer kayak adventure race? It's first time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in shock that I'm like doing this. So I go to the the gym nearby to to, to get on the rowing machine and do some cardio. But people are coming back and you know everybody seems pretty happy and being pretty respectful. So, yeah. um, but I don't think we'll ever get away from now that we've experienced it for two years, how we, and we were talking about this a little bit in, in terms of podcasting and recording and interviewing. It's like the online is, has so many advantages. So I was in the gym earlier and I'm on the rowing machine and there's a girl and she's got her phone leaned up against the wall and I can see her trainer talking to her and she's got her earbuds in and she's doing her workout virtually with him. And he's like, no, you know, tuck your belly in. I can, cause I can see he's trying to correct her plank, but yep. <laughs> it was just, I was like, wow, hybrid, go to the gym, 
but bring your trainer with you no matter where you are, right? You can do that. I mean, I, uh, I have some clients that I will meet face to face. The majority I don't. And I'm doing check-ins with them once a month about the things that are going on in programming. And I'm getting video back and giving them feedback, but I'm not connecting schedule-wise with them. I just, I couldn't handle uh, a large quantity of clients, right? I just, I don't have enough hours in the day. Well, and it makes it easier for them too, right? Because they know that you're going to be checking on them. Mm -hmm. You, they know that you're looking after them. They know if something goes wrong. They can say, I blew my shoulder out, you know, doing kettlebell swings or something. Yeah. And the, you're, you're like their expert, your cheerleader, your um, whip cracker. You know, <laughs> did you do your workout today? <laughs> well, people need it. They get, they, there's, I have three accountants that are my clients. It's a, it's accounting season. They are started with work and they self describe, say like, thanks for the reminder. That's the thing that got them to get to the gym and take a break or reminder at the start of the week. Hey, remember 30 minutes or 15 minutes is better than zero. So try to give yourself something this week. And they say, thanks. That's the thing that gets people to be active. That'd be that little reminder. It's true. I'm, I'm my first career. I was an accountant, so I know they're in the middle of tax season and blowing their brains out. Oh my gosh. And I had a client for a little while who I saw one-on-one and I said, and she would come twice a week. And I said, you know, you could do this at home. She said, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I have to come to see you. It's like, okay, valid, valid. And so, um, do you do corporations hire you to come in or do you just find that corporate people come to you or do you kind of do the whole schmazzle? We originally, we have established our companies being completely virtual and that was to safeguard ourselves from lockdowns. So yeah. we had felt very intimately the impact of lockdowns with our physical space, CrossFit streets being closed, open, closed, open, closed and all that stuff. And we thought, well, let's protect ourselves long-term. I want to be able to, if I want to, with my wife and I, go to a beach and still coach remotely for a week or two and then come back and do whatever it is that we have going on in person. So that's what we're setting ourselves up for. Obviously, there take, there's a growth process to get to that point, but that is the long-term thought for us where we want to gravitate to. So it's all remote. So what we'll have happen is we are in the – in a call with teams or we're overseeing programs or overseeing uh, content distribution to the teams that we're working with. There are times and opportunities. I would think now that things are opening up for us to be on site, um, but we've never demanded that from any of the coaches and we've communicated in advance to say, Hey, we're fully remote. We're, we're virtual. There's no requirement for you to go on site for anything. I might, but I don't see that being, um, you know, the, the big portion of our business. So is that um, corporate teams or sports teams or both? Corporate teams, corporate right. teams. The main thing is to be able to talk with a team lead that has identified that there's burnout, that oh, yeah. the conversations are maybe, you know, surrounding, you know, everybody's working for the weekend and it's Friday and I can't wait to get to Friday. And there's this like inherent sigh of relief once they get to like re- reprieve from their workday and there's just like bad habits all over the place and people are maybe taking the absent uh leaves of absence like all these types of well, things and i also found because i mean i still operate as an uh, rmt um and i found that a lot of the people who are coming to me working from home is going back to that reminder they would not stop working 
Yeah. You know, they didn't have the boundaries in place because they hadn't experienced the work from home. I mean, entrepreneurs are notorious for it, that you work every single day and you forget to turn off the computer. It's time to go to bed. But if you were used to an, yeah, I know. When you're used to going to work as an office and coming home, you don't, you don't have that same kind of mindset of like, I don't have to work every minute of the day. I can actually close down. And I think people, some of the early burnout was coming from some of that. Plus they didn't have a very good setup for their uh, home office spaces. But um, so I was part of your, I was just thinking like, we were talking mindset, like, do you help people figure out uh, how to incorporate that kind of balance, I guess? How do you help them do that? I know that you do. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we would work with that corporate team and we would say, like, a lot of people want to take care of their health and wellness as an employee at a company. They want to, but they don't feel like they have time, direction or permission. Right. Permission is a big one. And so we want to be able to work with team leads who are the ones that we would seek out to as leadership, leadership group or person to provide permission for the rest of the employees to take an hour to work on their wellness with us leading the ship for a health workshop or collectively make it okay that within your time spent at work, you've got a period of time with which you can allocate towards the challenge with which we've ruled out if it's a physical challenge or they're providing resources for their team. Uh, to be able to read or dive into at work, consumed and, and uh, uh, absorbed at work. And, and the permission is verbalized and, and written, documented. You have permission at this day and time or during the week to absorb this and take breaks as one example. Right. Um, and it is important because like I've had bosses where I thought they expected me to be even before COVID, like, you know, emailing you at three in the morning or calling and leaving you voicemails on the weekend. And if, if the boss doesn't recognize it, that's too much. Like that's a challenge. That's a challenge to be in that situation, but it's so, so good that you actually make incorporate that as like, you have permission to do this. So to even take a lunch break for God's sakes, like, come on. (laughs) It's uh, so the challenge part too, Heather is like, okay, so you're in an office space, you have a meeting in boardroom one and you have another meeting in, with joanne in her office so there'd be a distinct you physically get up and walk to that next office so there'd right. be a break right there'd yeah. be a mental break there'd be a time spent not in a meeting etc and you go to that joanne's office and now you're meeting with her and then to jim's office etc there's walking around you go you get a leave, coffee you, you might get a bathroom. coffee you might leave the facility for for lunch or go for a walk etc a lot of that is now self-imposed breaks with which have been minimized or diminished because you just close zoom, open zoom, close zoom, open zoom. And there is no time in between. My wife lives the life that I'm talking about. Oh no. So I'm very close to that on a daily basis. She sometimes I'm like, do you need anything? I have time during the day. What do you need? She's like water. I haven't even had enough time in between calls to go get a glass of water. That's where corporate clients are at. Yeah. And a lot of companies. So what can we do? Well, we may not be able to necessarily negate the impact of that back-to-back stuff. We might not be able to help them with working better. We might, we might not, but we can definitely help them live better with their time away from office hours. Right. So what can we do to help them recoup, recover, et cetera? So we provide strategies, solutions, and uh, considerations for before, during, and after their workday 
to help them with combating the stress that arises with these back-to-back calls, this change in dynamics to their workplace and the impact of performance at their work in a corporate setting, et cetera. That's where we come in and we work with them in a custom way that is based off surveys, response and feedback from the group, check-ins quarterly to make sure things that we're offering are make are benefiting the group. And we kind of navigate that to give ourselves, a, to give a description to your audience here, about what we do. And are you finding, I, I mean, I find it as a massage therapist in my massage practice that I see the same thing a lot. I call them desk jockeys. So the, the office workers are like, you're, you're an athlete that rides a desk. So you've got these commonalities of injuries or things that are going on. Do you see a lot of commonality with your corporate teams or do you just see commonality with people in general of what they tend to need or don't need, I guess? So you could just assess the actual physical space that you're in for sitting. Even if you have a, a, a really nice chair, you're going to have um, a lot of things that are shut off and not activated or used during the day. You're going to have shortened areas, hip flexor, pec oh, yeah. runner, um, you know, rounded uh, thoracic, uh, uh, posterior chain. Everything gets like a little bit off of what, it's op- what is optimal. So that's common amongst all people. And then people are curled up on their couch and thinking, <laughs> typing for eight hours, why does my back hurt? So that Oh too. my gosh, they don't, do they? <laughs> the lack of activity too throughout the day with the fact that there are back-to-back calls is a lack of like just general walking and it has to be like um, really, really uh, uh, structured into somebody's day uh, for it to take place. And so these are common things. Uh, and then I think another common thing, Heather, is just like mindset stuff. So it's a lot of... I'm un- I, I've really been, uh, you know, distraught over the last couple of years of the ins and outs, the impact on my children, the impact on my future. Um, you know, wh- where does this all go long term? Lots of unknowns, um, right? Job stability, unknown, global, po- all this stuff. Everybody's kind of like, <gasps> I'm doing this. And that's been a big factor. And people have been burnt out, worn out and banged up from yeah. the last two years and beyond, even before COVID came to Canada and we had lockdowns, there were still people that were existing in corporate setting that were challenged. So now we added have, a whole layer, right? A whole added layer. a whole layer and it kind of put a lot of people over the edge. And I'm a big mindset guy. I have a lot of different strategies and I do things to help me stay in a good spot. And so we thought, let's get this out there to them and talk to these people and lift their spirits and give them strategies and hear them and try to give them some solutions and um, you know, that's independent, maybe sometimes one-on-one and that's sometimes group stuff that uh, we can disclose. And it's really, really nice to have a little, I just ran a stress and mindset workshop um, yesterday for a group that we have. And it was in the moment. And part of the, in the moment stuff was cookie jar. You've done this before successfully. Don't forget that. Like yeah. whatever you're working on is a challenge. You've done that before successfully. Remember that. Another like, and then we go through different tidbits of things they can remember in the moment, and we review that and a variety of other things as well to help with mindset because that's been the thing we've seen that's been the biggest. Um, well, and when so we um, talked a little bit at the beginning, like you mentioned your podcast. When did you start your podcast? I'm assuming it was in the middle of COVID. <laughs> oh, so my podcast, I guess, was just whoever would hear me before in person, and now it's just become recorded. So. <laughs> Uh, so really honestly, about two, two, three months ago, we started with the idea that, um, I had a podcast idea, I'd written out the, the business plan, so to speak with who I wanted to interview, what the premise of it was. And it's called mindset matters. I want to have it be, um, you know, 
providing bright spots. And I want to have there be an interview or a topic that helps lift up the audience's spirits, has them have a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, tools in their tool belt for navigating the challenges that exist in their day, whether it's professional, home life, or anything else, and have them feel as if there are strategies and tools that they can use to combat that or, or um, have themselves see through a different lens. So that started about two months ago, and it's been recorded. And then the back end now is going to be, um, you know, made live on YouTube, Spotify, etc. Uh, moving forward to the next couple all of the places all of the places and i mean it's interesting because i started this i think officially became a podcast um in just this past fall i had been doing live stream videos every week to try and just say hey here's an idea hey here's an idea hey here's an idea and knowing that in social media things get lost a lot but knowing that even if one person heard it and even if they didn't do anything that day, it's like plants a little seed for them. Yes. And one day they might just go, Oh, I remember something like the day they need it. It will show up hopefully in their brain. And they'll say, somebody said, I don't care if they even remember it was me. Somebody said something once that I could do that to help me with this. And like me, whenever I hear stuff, I've got these post-it notes all around <laughs> around my desk you know it's like the i am enough with a little heart the you know and one of my favorite ones is your ego only sees what it can lose never what it can gain so all of these little motivational things that spoke to me at some point so i stuck them up to remind me i even have like all these little cards like this was my one today about being you know letting go of being right yeah <laughs> so it's just like for, I, apparently that's a big deal for me, <laughs> you know, as being the oldest of four children. <laughs> you gotta, so, you gotta always be right. No, you don't. Heather, there's so much going on in what you just said. One, letting go of being right as a a, a, a way to live your day a little bit easier and a little oh, bit longer, yeah. and you just like melt you just... And calm down a bit, right? You're just oh, whew, de decompress, but then recognizing the impact of where you are in your siblings, like in that. Um, responsibility in, in ladder upgrade, right you were saying it just recognizing why am i the way that i am from doing a little bit of a dive into adolescence and how you were brought up and all that stuff to understand a little bit more about yourself which not a lot of people do no. we, not at all and they're thinking why am i reacting this certain way well you know i'm a, we're big advocates of i would say personal growth right like trying to improve and be a better version of yourself and that's at different times for everybody but those two things stand out like that if you can have there be this you know understanding of what it is that you want to improve at part of my point today was don't let like uh or make a weakness list make a list of all the things you're not that good at and that you want to be good at professionally financially socially uh physically everything make that list not to dwell on it or feel bad about it but to be a little bit more guided on the th things that are going to make you more well-rounded if you allocate more time and energy towards it. So your weakness list could have one to th three topics per thing, per segment, and you could just continue to revise and, re and refer to that list to make yourself a more well-rounded well version. Letting go of being right could be a thing that weighs on you. At the end of the day, you're like, gosh, I had three situations and I, I could have just let it go, but I didn't. So that's the thing you're working on. And others, 
I would I would say aren't working on those things enough to be like a well-rounded, maybe like calmer version of themselves. And it's a great practice. Right. And I don't think I've ever heard it framed that way. I've heard people say, you know, um, and maybe it was more from a business context, you know, operating your zone of genius. If you're not good at it, get somebody else to do it. But you can't do that for self-development. No. Right? <laughs> no. Can I just outsource that? Yeah. I heard at one point that somebody had this business where they could outsource arguments with their spouses. I was <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It was a thing. Apparently you could outsource an argument with your spouse to get somebody else to do it. But it is true. Like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we nobody else is putting that pressure on us. Right. It's just like, it's all you. Sorry. And I think it's, instead of calling it a weakness list, I might call it an opportunity list. Absolutely. Like yep. my, these are things that I, and the first thing I did something recently where I was talking about the first step is you got to have an awareness. If you don't, if you're, if you, you don't realize that there, there's something that you're not great at or that you could improve at, then it'll, you'll just stay that way. But if you keep banging up against the same thing, maybe just stop hitting your head against that thing and step back and go, what is that thing I keep banging into? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, there's a big wall there. Where, where did that wall come from? Did yeah. I build that wall myself? I know my metaphors jump all over the place. Um, I'm like, I can interweave metaphors like crazy. But be aware of it. But that doesn't. Like once you know, you can't unknow it, right? So don't ignore it. Don't don't let it, I guess, become something that, like that you said, being right, don't let it weigh you down. Think of it as a like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's interesting. I wonder what I can do with that information. Like I recognize where a lot of my foibles come from. Because I do a lot, I've done a lot of introspection over the last 20 years. Yep. So, and I, but I still discover new things. Yes. Like all the time I'll go, holy moly, I never noticed that thing before. Right. And I don't, I don't want there to be an end. Because if I, there's an end, that probably means I'm dead, which is. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> the, the whole, uh, I think about, I do introspection a lot and I think about where am I right now today? I'm 38 in May. Where am I right now? Where do I want to be? And knowing that whatever I'm doing and going through and working on in my, my call your opportunity list, what are my strengths? They don't have to be the same in five, 10 years. You're allow yourself to evolve, allow your story to change. And the exciting part is this opportunity list. It's, it's up to, it's all on, it's, excitingly up to you it's in the best possible uh, uh, way it's on you and it's gonna be you who goes through that like uh decides to change writes down what it is that you want to change in terms of opportunities does it and then gets on the other side and has this new version of yourself you don't have to have the same you know uh version of yourself from five ten years and too many people get stuck on it with a lot of different things in their life and we're trying to not change everybody with you know, conversation, I would say, but just, uh, just allow yourself permission to have some evolution as a human and growth well, in different areas. And sometimes I think like you actually, cause I just taught yoga a little while ago, you won't be the same in five years. Um, 
it's just, you, it's impossible because unless you've, you know, even if you locked yourself in a room for five years, you're not going to be the same person five years later, but you can go through those five years mindlessly and just kind of not paying attention, or you can go through those five years with a, uh, it's some degree of intentionality, not trying to achieve some pinnacle of anything. Just, I think of it as a curiosity and exploration. So yes. the, you know, the let go of being right thing, you know, I've had that thing on my wall for about five years, but I still look at it and go, oh yeah, I still need my reminder. <laughs> Even five years later, I get better and better and better. You yep. know, I'm moving towards my goals. Um, my coach, because of course I think all coaches should have coaches. My coach is like, your goal is out there in the future and you're here and it looks like this giant thing that you can't cross, but really you only have to take one step. Yeah. And then, then you're that much closer. It's like, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough, right? Like we, we, we equate that to um, getting somebody to be active as well. That one step uh, thought process that the definition of being the hard part with being active is that it's got to check so many boxes. There's all the deterrents that exist, weather, you know, clothing, uh, structure, etc. And we said, listen, you open your door, you put shoes on, you go out for a walk. That's step one. You do that seven days in a row. You're going to feel a heck of a lot better doing seven days in a row of a walk to get yourself started to be active, building your habit versus one Wednesday where you worked out for two hours and it was this big orchestra of strength, yoga, etc. It's going to feel a heck of a lot better checking off that buck seven days in a row of a minimal amount of activity than that one big day. So let's allocate these personal growth tactics and this personal growth um, strategies with which exist with just chipping away at being better to activity. Let's see if we can just like get our minds changed about activity as well. And that's what we kind of work on is with groups who are maybe some people are not active to uh, get their feet wet with it. And it is interesting. People have this idea that, oh, it's going to be it's such a big thing to do get a workout. And it's like I have to get on my workout gear and I have to get my gym bag. And, oh, my God, I forgot my lock. If you're if you're going to the gym yeah. and, you know, this and this and this, like they just see it as this big event where it's true. I, I don't even sometimes put on my shoes, just <laughs> go outside. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, Watch out for glass. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also I was thinking about this, um, the weakness opportunity list, whatever you want to call it. You know, you have these things you want to work towards that, you know, your goal is off in the future. And I mean, we both are kind of in some way saying it, you don't have to do it alone, right? That's what coaches are for. It doesn't even always have to be a physical goal. Like whatever you want to improve or work on doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people, I, I surround myself with amazing people. Um, and it's not always going to be your family and friends because they might not understand what the heck you do, <clears throat> right? So <laughs> I don't think my family... If, if they're listening, I love you all. But I don't think they understand exactly what I do. <laughs> right? My, dad my husband do does. But... Jacks on, my dad thinks I do jump, jumping jacks on Zoom. <laughs> you do, don't you? <laughs> I do. I can. But, uh, that's, yeah, but the main thing, the things that I pay for my mortgage with doing jumping jacks on Zoom. 
right? Totally. So, but you surround yourself with um, people who get what you're trying to get, what you're trying to do, hold you accountable, hopefully, and support you. So you're not going to have to do it alone. Like um, I'm in this group. Um, do you know, can you, have you met Karen? I, you must have met Karen I at some point. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I, I can remember. No, sorry. Okay. That's all right. She's been in some of the same groups we've been in together. Um, I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago and she has a little, every Monday to Friday, it's 9am. People come into a zoom room that she just opens up and we just like say, you're awesome. Who needs help today? If you're feeling down today, text me and I'll phone you and I'll give you a pep talk. It's just like, all it is is a half hour of <laughs> making each other raising the vibe to get your day started. And that's the kind of people that I want to have for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, isn't that a great place to be social audit? Hey, let's talk about it. A social audit. The five to 10 people you spend the most time with when you have the decision to spend time with people assess that group. If those people aren't lifting you up, you're not talking ideas. You're not doing things that are in line with who you want to be and what you want to become. Do an audit. Less right. duration and less frequency. Like with the group with which I'm around, I'm hoping to be around people who are better financially than I am. Oh better, yeah. Better family people than I am. Better athletes than I am. Play better golf. Here, <laughs> play better golf. Everything. I want to be around all those people and try to keep up in the best way, right? In a way that it's uh, going to um, benefit me personally as, as I grow as a person and become a better version of the one person I want to be in the ways that I want to become better. So, but yeah, like a social audit is, is, is invaluable. And like, who do you want to be? What do you, if you're constantly in the middle of these um, draining conversations or social situations or whatever it might be, and you don't want to be that in them and they know, and they take things out of you and they're, and they're not lifting you up and they're bringing you down. Do an audit right. and then assess and address. And then you could, you seem to have that figured out. And that's a great message. I think that is challenging because it comes with guilt with not spending time with people that you've previously spent time with and ju being judged from those people. But you got to be like, this is me. Like, yeah. This yeah. is me. I got to do me. The, one of the last things on the, there's, there's lots of words on the back of this. I'm go, let go of being right card is let yourself be who you are. Right. And it's true. It is hard. Like you can't, you can't choose always who you spend your time with, you know, yeah. coworkers, you can't always choose. Um, although these days, maybe you can, there seems to be, what's the mass exit going on. Yeah. You can't always choose your immediate family. And some of them may not be all that uplifting, but you can choose a lot of who you interact with. And you can also choose even if you're people with people that you, and I've been doing this experiment the last while, um, even if you're not with people who you want to be with, can you be the person you want to be with those people? Yeah. Because they, they might not be elevating you, but you might help elevate them. Exactly. And then I'll go back and I'll spend the time with people I need to bring me back up. But yeah. if I can keep my vibe high with those people, then I'm my my vibe muscles are that much stronger, right? That's a great point. Um, it's a great point. It's you can't control the situation at times. You can control your reaction and interaction with that situation, right? Yeah. Like I can I can be. You're right. That's a great point. Sometimes you're the one that's doing the lifting. That's what you are. That's you're a coach, right? You have to inherently think in situations 
throughout the day that it's not always going to be you getting the reciprocated lift. Um, but you can go like, that's a great point. I love that. The message should be like highlighted um, that, you know, so writer downer. <laughs> if, you're, if you're good, I mean, I say to good, I say to people, like, if you're good, you're good, but go help someone else. Yeah. If you're good and you got these things locked in, your mindset's great, your nutrition's great, your activity's on point, great. Go loop somebody in else on the great things that you're doing, like to get them out with you for the activity or to get them to maybe like consider something for nutrition or maybe have them, you know, uh, buy into a little bit of the mindset stuff. Like if you're good, share it. And be able to try to lift others up because not enough people like at times hoard those good things. Right, and that's and why that's why I like. So my secret world takeover plan as a coach <laughs> is is that ripple. Right, it's like if I help these people and lift them, and then they go out and help. So my program is called Back to Me, the program that I run for my stressed out women is like if they can look after themselves better in whatever aspect it is it's not all physical right we know it's not always physical yeah. physical emotional spiritual relationship financial professional those yeah. are the six categories i work with if i can help them elevate themselves then even if they're not intentionally doing it they're going to be at a higher vibe when they interact with their people and maybe they lift them up and yeah. then i just see this ripple effect and you know, in my fantasy life, you know, world peace. But I know that's going to take some time if I'm only seeing, seeing a few people at a time. Yeah. But the more people who are doing it, which is all the people I love talking to on the podcast, is like the more people rippling it outwards, the bigger the wave of awesomeness happens. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's going to want to, here comes another metaphor, not everybody's going to want to surf that wave. But there will be people who jump on and say, yeah, I can, I can do that. I feel great. I want to help more people feel great. Doesn't mean y'all have to become coaches or trainers or anything. No, sure. Keep doing but what you're doing. Yeah. Just be awesome at being you. Right. I remember even moms, like people, stay at home moms used to be maybe, I don't know if it's still true, but they'd be like, Oh, I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm in this women's networking group. She said, I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm like, that's an important job. Yeah. Like, don't bring that job down to a, I'm just a, like, that's a giant job. And if you are a super amazing, the best you can be, mom, then that's going to help those kids be amazing people. So everybody's got a role to play. Like I used to be an accountant. There's, it, right now we need still need accountants in the world. And I love accountants, but I don't want to be an accountant. I want to help people in a different way. Yeah. But Thank goodness for accountants that they're helping people in the world, right? Like, and you're that. helping accountants. Yeah, I'm helping accountants be able to find a little bit of some of my clients here accountants. We, I think we talked about this offline and it's a busy time for them. So, so my check-in points are more frequent with them and they're in a way that respects the fact that they do have more on their plate. And it's just gentle nudges in the towards using activity as a way to relieve stress take time for themselves to be able to stay focused on being a good accountant, being a good father, and then, um, you know, making sure that they're doing their own personal wellness. So that's that kind of relationship with that group. I love the trickle effect. That's why we had a gym. I felt so, I still feel that I have a big long life of coaching uh, ahead of me and I've had it, been doing it for 12 years full time now. And I see that with, um, a person who I coached when they were 16, who now is a coach of a hockey team. Uh, cool. 24, 
who's coaching AAA and is a teacher and has this positive, great impact with which I was able to help nurture at their younger age. And there's countless stories with which exist as you go along your coaching journey. And it's cool to hear how it plays itself out. But moms at home, uh, side bit, if a mom is like struggling in a workout or they have in the past in workouts, even now too, I'm like, you had a baby, <laughs> you had a baby. This is a couple lunges and a, and a, you know, something, you know, you're, 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 you can do this and not in the way that remember that. Remember you had a baby, like you can, you know, you're, it's impressive. So anyways, like not enough credit and people don't get like, I, part of the mindset talk that I've given is give yourself some, a pat on the back once in a while, like some recognition goes a long way with, you know, that you did your best for the day with what you're setting out to do. You, that was your best. It's a four agreement stuff, right? Like do your best. So that's what your best was. You can't do more than that. Pat on the back. Great job. Next day, I might have a better version of my best, but that was my best. Moms don't do it enough. Dads don't do it. Not enough people are giving others their recognitions. You need to do it yourself to create these good vibes within internally that you can now go feel good about yourself going through your day. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And uh, But that ripple effect of you coaching others is a great thing. That's why I coach. It's a big right. reason why I coach, and it's a, it's a big factor. It's so true. And you do you don't always know the impact you're going to have, um, which is okay. Cause I don't, it's like, I, I don't have, uh, go all Buddhist. I don't have an attachment to the outcome, but I'm still going to keep working on that outcome. And, um, I just remember, cause you don't know the impact you have on people all the time. Right. You sure. just smile at someone. You don't know how that rippled out where it's like a random stranger walking through the park, but, when I worked one of my corporate jobs, when I first moved to Toronto a whole long time ago, I only planned to stay in Toronto two years, by the way, I've been here like 25. <laughs> so um, this was one of my first ever management jobs and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I was not in the greatest of environments and I felt stressed out, overworked, like it was, it was not a great environment but I tried to look after my staff as best as I could, never having been a manager really. And um, a few years later, one of my employees got hired in a company, like I hadn't seen her in years and years, but the person who hired her um, came back to me and said, oh, she mentioned you in, in, in her interview and said, you're the best boss she ever had. And I was like, what? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. But because I was just trying my best to be the best I could be, yep. she picked that up and I supported her somehow. And like, you don't know what impact you're going to have. Absolutely. So I just think of that all the time. I'm like, and you're, it's so true. You don't ever, people don't stop and celebrate. Even if they do some huge thing, it's like, oh, like I worked out today take at least five seconds and go, yeah, and like enjoy that, right? Yes. Or whatever it is that you achieved today. We don't ever pause to give ourselves credit for our awesomeness. We're always jumping to the next thing. I yeah. don't know if that's I, like, we can easily blame social media for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's not social media. Maybe it's just we're, we're these machines. Next, 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 next. Really? in the production line of like just existing in that kind of lack of rat, rat race, right. Of just like, okay, yeah. next, 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 say, whoa, 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 whoa. If I want to 
enjoy my time in this setting at 2.31 on Friday, give yourself a pat on the back. How good does it feel to take the moment on the thing that you did well, breathe, and like enjoy that you did a good job on the thing you set out to do. Good job. Like, And you don't have to dwell in it the whole day or, or swim in it, but you can be in it for a bit and then like move on with the rest of your day. But that creates vibe after vibe after vibe of really good things for you and personal confidence and just feeling good about your time on earth and not like just always living in the past or in the future right there for a moment and then you can get back to business yeah and um, it's such a good habit to practice for all things let's just think about the things that are challenging about getting a workout done there is your soreness there is your mood there is um kids and animals in your house there is a commute there's the weather there's if you have uh, clean clothes there's the workout what am i going to do for my workout and the list goes on so if you got the workout done great job like give yourself a pat on the back it's not easy at times and that's um a really good practice uh uh to to you know disclose to the audience here yeah when i um finish a workout because right now i told you i've been on the rowing machine. I take a picture of my, I go back to the memory and I take a picture of the workout and I'm not looking for approval, but I send it to the woman that I'm um, doing the race with as my, she's my workout. She's in Calgary right now. She's my workout buddy. Even yeah. though she's like halfway across the country, I'm like, here's what I did today. And she says, yeah, even if I sucked, she goes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I get 10 texts a day for over 10 years from different people in a week, I would say that I get 20 to 30 in a week, right? And it's just random. Sometimes it's every day from people that are taking pictures of the workout they did. And I'm their person. I said, continue to make me that person, not paid yeah. clients. They're not paid clients. They're just like fitness accountability buddies. And, this and is I do you, the same. It's this helpful. Is, this is you surrounding yourself with the people who are going to support you and also celebrate you. So I'll lift you up if you need a hand. But also cheer you on from the sidelines while you're killing it, right? Yeah. Which is another part of my favorite things. One, these are a few of my favorite things. No, <laughs> we were singing this morning. That group of that I meet uh, during the week to like raise our vibe. This morning we were singing on Zoom. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, with Doris Day. Like, you know, you just yeah. gotta bring it. Bring it out there and have a good laugh and have a really good time. Yes. Because life is too short. Yeah. To yeah. like be unhappy all the time. Yeah. I understand some days I'm in a bad mood and I might be crabby, but I try not to spend more than like half a day there. Yeah. It's like if I recognize it, I'm like, ugh, this doesn't feel good. What can I do? Yeah. Like, how can I switch it? Sometimes it's just putting on Zumba music or something. Right. Uh, you want to talk about music as an influence for mood? I mean, that's the thing that prior to even stepping into the gym could be the thing that just gets you feeling better about going to start a workout uh, or relaxes you. I listen, I listen to Van Morrison as a go-to live Van Morrison. Right. And um, it takes Showing me. Your age, man. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And uh, it's really, really relaxing. And I go to it at times where I know I, I, I need to regenerate from coaching because you give a lot out. So you need to yeah. you know, regenerate. And, um, but like you just, I lean on it. I lean on these deep dives into some live music of stuff that is, is really good for what I think my soul. And 
um, it's a valuable tool that is not like heavy metal or, or anything else, but like something that either lifts you up and you're moving or just relaxes you a bit. And, um, you know, I really like hearing about what those things are for others. I, I ask that question a lot. Country music gets chopped up. I don't, I had a zero to a hundred rating in a class last week and I got like a bunch of twos and fives. I know. I play, have you seen Broken Wood Mysteries? I think it's no. on, I think it's on Acorn TV. It's a New Zealand murder mystery, but the head detective plays country music. And I liked it so much that I downloaded the soundtrack but when I play it in my Tai Chi classes, they're like, what's the, with the country music? I'm like, but it's so good. <laughs> with so. Like what you said about there's bad days, right? And that you're going to be, that you're going to go through that. That's kind of like for me, what I feel like country music represents is that there's going to be things that happen. You're going to lose your dog. You're going to get stuck in the mud. You're going to, you know. Our truck's going to break down. Whatever. <laughs> Life, right? Like surfing and then, and then going through it and it's going to pass. If a really good day happened, that's going to pass. A really bad day happens, that's going to pass. You feel yeah. really good, right? Like So that kind of is what country music is for me, and uh, um, I like it. But I don't like I don't lean on it for, by any means as if I would. And everybody's got their own jam on what they like to listen to. So when I'm rowing, I listen to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But if I'm chilling, I listen to country music. Or if I need to up my mood, I listen to Zoom. Like, it's all over the place. It's so funny. If I need to concentrate, I listen to Mozart. <laughs> yes. That's right? another factor, too. Yeah, I listen to, um, uh, like, uh, instrumental um, hip-hop. So it's just the background, like, jazz, jazz instrumental hip-hop. And it's just got good kind of ongoing, but no, no uh, lyrics whatsoever. And it just kind of flows through, but it's good concentration, let's say, stuff. It's right? really nice. Like, I love talking about music and the fact that, everyone's got a different like experience with it and, and concerts they've been to and, and what works for them in certain times in their day and what memories come back from it. It's a really cool. I, I think that's like really hits home with a lot of people. And it's like something that, cause I think we started talking about this. Like if you're feeling down, what do you do? Like put on something that makes you feel good. Yeah. Because music shifts you so fast and Music can shift your mood, can shift your concentration. You can feel like I can't do this workout. You put on the right tune and you'll kill it. It could happen. Right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the can'ts are all up here in your brain, not Gosh, in your body. Right. Your body yeah. will go, heck yeah, I can do it. That's yeah. how that dude did that plank for what? How long did he do that plank for? Like I don't know. 24 hours or something ridiculous? It's he was a Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL guy. It's like, how did he go to the bathroom? But <laughs> these are the things I think about. But seriously, like, find what works for you. Maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it's calling a coach. Maybe it's having a mentor. Maybe it's I meditate in the morning to, like, get my day started going the right direction. Maybe it's just a glass of water. Sometimes a glass of water is all I need to perk me up. Yeah. But it's having going back to the awareness thing. It's like awareness of how you're feeling first. Like first you got to know where you are. Then once you identify that, like what's your solution, what's your next step to get you having the day that you need to have or the thing you need to do or what's going to be best for you. Right. Um, okay. So I'm going to go into my coaching background here and we would be, if I had a new person coming to the gym that was building a habit, Am I going to present them with all their weaknesses every time they come in? That's going to be not fun. Some skill They're development. They're not coming back. 
They're not coming back and it's going to be boring. They might stick around because they're grinding it out, but there's a lot of times where it's not enjoyable. And I need that experience to be repeatedly enjoyable and them working at skill development, but it's mixed in in a way that works for that person, et cetera. But just knock things out of the park sometimes. Pick things that you're really good at and just do them. Don't always yeah. be working with weaknesses and opportunities. Not You really like one meal or one thing that you do or whatever it might be and you're not feeling that good about yourself, do a thing you're really good at. That's it. And like, do it, do it again the next day and continue. Enjoy it. Yeah. And enjoy it. Like you don't always have to work on weaknesses or opportunities or grind away at skill development. Just knock it out of the park with something, you know, you're going to knock out of the park. And um, so like, give yourself that once in a while, those. And then celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And then do something hard (laughs) the next day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know too much time grinding away at your your opportunities and things like that, which can put a little bit of sludge in your day. So it's nice to have there be these you know, times where you you feel good about yourself with a thing you know you're going to knock out of the park. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh, so many things, so many ways we go. Like I I, I knew when I was going to talk to you that we were going to could talk forever, <laughs> but I want to respect your time. So. I'm going to put so you can your website is rxrecourse.com is that right? Correct. Yep. and it's going to be in the chat boxes um and if you missed the chat box check out the announcement so for sure and it'll be in the show notes everywhere this shows up you'll be able to know how to get a hold of Dan and I'm going to put in your the location of your podcast too if it if it's up and ready to roll I will send um, that to you yeah send that over to me because um People are always looking for podcasts and not every, and I'm not offended by it in any way. Not everybody loves me, but they might love you. So I want them to connect with you. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff and hopefully there's things that came up in conversation that resonate with the audience and and help them with uh, their day to live a better day. Cause um, you know, we're just trying to help as coaches help people and that's what wakes me up in the morning. That's what we're doing. That's yeah. everything we're looking to do. Thank you so much, my friend. Such a good conversation. I'm sure we're going to do it again at some point. Awesome. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Take care. All right. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like like helping others, please feel free to share this. Just give it a like give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help. You can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com. If you want more of this awesome content, you can follow me on Instagram, Heather Stewart Coaching. You can follow me on Facebook, Prosperity Flow Coaching. And I have a personal request. I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts. And if you could give me a review, hopefully a good one, (laughs) if you could share, if you could send this out into the world, I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend.